Asimi Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Muhammad. Wa ala ahli baytihi al-tayyidina al-tahirin al-maksumin. Al-lazina adhaballahu anhum al-rijsa wa tahharahum tathira. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Muhammad. Qala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fi kitabihi al-kirim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. ادعوني استجب لكم ان الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخرين صدق الله العلي العظيم اللهم صل على محمد وعلى محمد my dear brothers and dear sisters assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh offer my well wishes and congratulations for all of us for having to live another year to see the holy month of Ramadan. This is a great blessing of Allah upon all of us. Because if you take a look, last year there were people we fasted together with them and they didn't survive to see this Ramadan. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose us to see this Ramadan. That is something to appreciate and be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And not only to be grateful because we see this Ramadan, we need to be grateful to Allah because this may be our last Ramadan too. To take advantage of it and make use of it to the max of our time. And that is one of the reasons we need to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this opportunity. And not only maybe we might not see another Ramadan, and who knows, we might not be able to end Ramadan. Now nobody has a guarantee that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us a chance to start Ramadan, then there is a guarantee we're going to end Ramadan. No. But whatever the case is, tonight I just want to share with you a few minutes about some of the things is highly recommended by our prophet to do in this holy month. As you know, the prophet has suggested so many things one can do. But out of the many things he suggested, one of them is dua. Asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If, let's say, for example, a person feels arrogant, I don't want to ask, I don't feel like asking, the Prophet tells us, this is the month to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the month that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has vowed upon himself not to reject anyone who comes at his door. Anybody who asks Allah, this is the month that Allah said, I will not reject anyone. And as you know, one of the few things we have in Islam that can change your destiny is dua. Dua is the most powerful thing that Islam has given to us. Unfortunately, sometimes we don't see that power that Allah gave us. And that is why when you read Dua Kumail, Imam Ali salam, in Dua Kumail, he mentioned, Irham man ra'su malihi raja'a and then he says, Ya Allah, 
have mercy upon he or she who doesn't have anything except dua. And in this world, my mother said, you don't have anything. The only thing we are given is the dua. That you have the opportunity to speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's an honor that we are given this. And this dua is so powerful that it can change your destiny. That is written for you. Allah gave you that opportunity. Allah can decide something for you and your dua can contribute in changing it. That is how much dua is so powerful. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa tells us that in the month of Ramadan, one of the best thing to do is to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Pray to Allah. It's the most powerful thing we can do in the month of Ramadan. However, as we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there are two things we have to keep in mind. Number one is to keep in mind the best time to ask Allah. Because one thing is, dua is an open, you can do anytime, anywhere you find yourself. But certain times of your dua contribute more to your dua to be accepted or not to accept us. There is certain time is crucial. If you take that moment and you pray to Allah, you are most likely to be accepted. That is number one. Number two, also to know what are the conditions that I need to have or to work on for my dua to be accepted. Because yes, indeed, Allah says, ask me and I will answer your dua. But the same time, you have to meet conditions. If your du'a doesn't meet the conditions, it will not be accepted. And that sometimes we see a lot of people, they say, I've been praying, I've been praying, I've been asking, I've been asking all this time, I haven't seen an answer. Maybe there's something wrong. Now, you have to find what is the cause because for sure, Allah would never break his promise. When he tells you, call upon me and I'll respond, it always there. But it's up to me to break those obstacles on my way to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why this again in Dua Kumail, Imam Ali said, Oh Allah, forgive me the sins which prisons. Al-Habs in Arabic means prison. Your dua is going, but something is blocking it. Something is not allowing that dua to make a way to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, what are those things that blocks my dua from being accepted? What are those obstacles? That is something we need to know. So that way, when we make dua, our dua can go straight to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we can see the difference in our lives. One of the conditions, they said, before I open my mouth and say, Ya Allah, I have to also be sure that I trust that Allah will answer my prayers. In other words, don't call upon Allah and you still doubt about Allah. A lot of time, we want to make dua, but in our own heart, we don't trust Allah is going to do it. That's one of the problems. You know, sometimes we trust human beings 
more than we trust Allah. You know, sometimes we go to a barber. You know, he can put knife on your neck, shaving it. And you say, that knife can cut your neck any minute. But you trust him that he's not going to cut your neck. And you sit there till the end of the haircut and you're so comfortable because you trust him. But you don't trust Allah that he will do what he says he's going to do. We have to make sure that when we sit to make dua, we trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the hadith of the Prophet says, it's a pray to Allah. Ask Allah while you are sitting. You are 100% that He will answer your door. Don't come to Allah with the heart that you don't trust. He may, He may not. No, trust that He will. That is one of the conditions. So anytime we sit and we want to make dua, Make sure in your mind, I'm certain that my dua will be accepted. That is number one. Number two, that it says also, when you come to make dua, don't come to Allah making dua while you are not in the state of understanding what you say. Which means, sometimes we're making dua and, and I'm half asleep. Nobody's going to take you at the job when you sleep in the job. Nobody's going to write you a check at the end of the job and say, okay, even though you will sleep for 30 hours, inshallah, we're going to pay you for 40 hours. Nobody does that. Some people get fired at the time of what? In the work, when you sleep. Even though Allah is merciful, but they said at the time of dua, make sure that you are alert and know what you're saying to Allah subhanahu you know, in Surah An-Nisa, Allah told the, the companions when they come to the prayer at the early stage, they used to come while they're drunk. And it was accepted in Islam. They will come at the time of the whore, they're praying, but they have completely gone. <clears throat> then Allah SWT said, okay, now you are not allowed to drink at the time of Salah. Then Quran made it specifically. Allah made it clear. He said, Hat you should be sober at the time of Salat so at least you know what you're saying. So when we come to the dua, we have to make sure that we know what we're saying. We are alert, I'm awake, I'm a fully attention, I have a full attention. I know what I'm talking to Allah and I know what I'm asking Allah. That is condition number two. That is why some of the scholars, they said, when you are making dua and you start to feel asleep or weak, they say, stop right there. Take your rest and come back when you're fully awake. That is condition number two. Condition number three of dua, as we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is mentioned that you should remember people who don't even know you're praying for them. Remember individuals who don't even know. And you don't need to tell them. It's called You remember individuals who you know they need your du'as. And you pray for them and ask Allah for whatever you think is good for them. This helps your du'a to be accepted. And this has been the custom of Fatima al-Zahra that Imam al-Hassan said, 
He said, every night I wake up, I hear my mom praying. She never prayed for herself. She always prayed for others. Imam al-Hassan said, I even asked her, Mom, why you never pray for yourself? And she said, oh, my son, we care for others before we care for ourselves. And Allah loves you to present to others before Allah, before you present yourself. That also helps your dua to be accepted. That is why even in Salat al-Layl, we are encouraged to remember 40 mu'mineen in our du'as. Some of, the, some of them are deceased, some of them are still living. You remember them in your du'a. So in du'a, it's very important to remember others. And this is also one important message. Sometimes people ask us, please remember me in your du'a. And then you said, sure, I will. And sometimes we take it lightly. When somebody asks you, remember me in your du'a, take it seriously. Do remember them in du'a. Not because of them, for yourself too. When somebody specifically come to you and say, please, I need your du'a, please take them seriously and pray for them. You get the benefit of you praying for them too. That is one of the recommendations. If you want your du'a to be accepted, remember others in your du'a. That is condition number four. Number five. One of the conditions they say for dua is never pray or ask Allah anything without starting your dua with the salawat upon Muhammad and Ali Muhammad. No dua will be rejected if that dua started with salawat. Because the reason is simple. Allah himself sent salawat upon Muhammad. And we read, Allah said, I am sending salawat. And then Allah said, the angels too, they do send the salawat. Then Allah said, you believers, join us, Allah and the angels, to send salawat upon Muhammad and his father. So, when you are saying salawat, you join the line of Allah. And when you join the line of Allah, you think he's going to reject your dua? Of course not. So this is one of the way to go in your dua is first present the salawat first and then present your dua afterwards. It helps your dua to be accepted when you start your dua with salawat. And you check all the duas that we have in Mafatih al-Jinan or dua that we have in Saif al-Sajjadiyah and you see even Imam Zayn al-Abidin as he prays, you see sometimes in the beginning, sometimes in the middle, sometimes at the end, sometimes even twice. Sometimes even more, he sends salawat upon Muhammad and Ali Muhammad. Because it helps and makes your dua easy to be accepted. And that is one of the conditions. That if we are able to maintain this, we can see difference in our duas. Now, what are the timing that is the best time to make dua? Now, as you know, dua is not like salat. Salat has a timing. Zuhur has a time. Asr has a time. But dua, Allah left it open for you. Anytime, at any location, in any situation, you can ask Allah. But sometimes are better than the other times. Sometimes are more likely to be accepted than the other times. Now, what are the best times? Number one, they said one of the best times for dua 
especially in the month of Ramadan, is to pray during the daytime while you still fast. And this, so you remember the dua, the khutbah of the Prophet you just read, is mentioning in there. Where Rasulullah says, Fas'alullaha biju'ikum wa atashikum. He said, pray to Allah. Don't wait until after iftar. No. While you're hungry, while you're thirsty, it's the best time to ask Allah. Because while you're fasting, there is more mercy of Allah upon you than when you break your fast. So that is the best time to ask Allah. That's number one. Number two, the other best time is to pray after your wajib prayer. Your fajr prayer, zuhur prayer, asr, any wajib prayer. The moment you finish, is highly recommended. And the Prophet mentioned this too in that khutbah. It says, make a use of time after salah by raising your hand and asking Allah after your salah. Because that is the time Allah looks upon his servant with the eyes of mercy. After salah, you're most likely to be accepted. So after prayers, we take a moment and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the second best time to ask Allah in the month of Ramadan. Now the third best time to ask Allah also is the time of your iftar. The time you are about to break your fast. Take a moment. Tend to Allah before you put anything in your mouth. That is the best time to ask Allah. They said, when a person, a mu'min, is sitting at the time of iftar, they say, Allah tells the angels, open the door of my mercy and see if my servant will ask. Now, when you ask at that moment, they say, there is nothing holds your dua back. It goes straight to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But unfortunately, that's the time we get so busy trying to find something, pack food on my plate, and sometimes we get distracted. But as I get ready to break my fast, take a few minutes at that time and pray to Allah of your needs in this world or hereafter. And that is the best time Allah accepts your dua. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, accept all our prayers, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Ya Allah, we might think certain things are good for us, but in your hidden knowledge, you know the best than us. Amen. Ya Allah, in this holy month, whatever is in your hidden knowledge, that is best for us, in this world and hereafter. Ya Allah, do that for us, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Ya Allah, in this holy month that we are about to start, if you have not yet forgiven us in the month of Sha'ban, and we are now at the urge, or at the end, beginning of the month of Ramadan. Ya Allah, forgive us in this new month that we're starting, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Ya Allah, we ask you. We have so many people who are going through hard time, difficult time. Whether it be sicknesses, financial difficulty, family situations, life crisis. You know it, Ya Rabbi. Ya Allah, make it easier for all of them, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Ya Allah, we ask you. Some of us... We have challenges, personal challenges, spiritual challenges. Ya Allah, help us and make it easy for all of us, Ya Rabbil Alameen. 
Ya Allah, we ask you, Ya Rabb, as we start this fasting, don't let our fasting to just be the matter of hunger and thirst, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Let it be a fasting that is acceptable, accepted by you, Ya Rabbal Alameen. And any shortcomings that we know, and the ones we don't know, you know better than us, Ya Allah. Forgive all of them for us, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Our, our brothers and sisters, those who are sick in the hospitals, some of them still homes. Ya Allah, you are the doctor. You are the one who heals everything. Ya Allah, heal them as soon as possible, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Ya Allah, our marhumin, our families who already passed, sisters, brothers, fathers, mothers, wives, sons, Ya Allah, you know all of them. Ya Allah, for the sake of this blessed holy month, Ya Allah, shower upon all of them with your mercy, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Ya Allah, this month is the holy month. If some of them might be in your punishment because of their shortcomings, Ya Allah, forgive them for the sake of this holy month, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Those who happen to be in your mercy already, in Barzakh, Ya Allah, for the sake of this blessed month, increase your blessing for them, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Ya Allah, when our time comes to leave, let it be the best time of our lives, Ya Rabbal Alameen. And Ya Allah, take us when you already forgiven us, Ya Rabbal Alameen. And take us when our time comes, when you already have mercy upon us, Ya Rabbal Alameen. For all your marhumin and marhumat, let's remember all of them with Surah Al-Mubarakat Al-Fatiha. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد صلوا على محمد وآل محمد اللهم صل when you said that we should um, remember others when we're making our du'as, yes, and um, does does that include non-Muslims? I mean, if we have like family members that are not Muslim, or you know, people who um, people who uh, are in our lives and affect our lives, right. but they're not Muslims. Um, can we include them in the dua? Absolutely. We can pray for even our families who are not Muslims. Yes, we can still pray for them. Alhamdulillah. Yes, yes. Sorry. I was going to ask that question. Another alum told me that it was Haram to pray for even Sunnis, that she says we shouldn't pray for Sunnis. Why shouldn't we pray for them? Now, one example, you go to the history when the Prophet was in Ta'if. When he went there, Taif, they received the prophet with stones. They hurt the prophet. He was bleeding. Jabrail comes, Ya Rasulullah, what do you mean to do? Punish them, destroy them? 
prophet said no. Instead, the prophet made dua for them. And he says, Rabbi ehdil qawm. Ya Allah, I ask you to guide the people. Now, look the dua. How did that turn that part of the world today? Now, if the prophet was to say, Allah, destroy them. That's it. And they're gone. The prophet could do that. But he chose to make dua for them. That may Allah guide them. And now, today, not only Allah guide them, in that city, you hear, Ashhadu anna Muhammadan Rasulullah. So there are people, yes, we should pray for them. Even if they might disagree with us in faith, now the least we can do, Ya Allah, guide them. We can still pray for them. So no, it's not haram to pray for people who might not be on the same path. Yes. Yes. Um, last year at Idara, um, every night during the month of Ramadan, we read a juice. Yes. Will that continue this year? Yes, actually, we started tonight. You started tonight? Tonight, yes. No. Yes, we started. What's we started at 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. Yes. Inshallah. Still live streaming. Yes. Inshallah, it's live streaming too. Yes. Sheikh, now what is the. What is the ruling on reciting uh, Surah Al-Fatiha for, for non-Muslims? Surah Al-Fatiha as a dua, as a prayer, is recommended that to read for the deceased ones. You know, here we have to understand. See, I would, let me say this. Unfortunately, sometimes we Muslims, we try to limit Allah's mercy like we are giving the control, the key of Allah's mercy. Now, who's going to get in? Who's not going to get in? No, he doesn't deserve. Now, who are you? In the Al-Kumail, Imam Ali says, Allahumma inni as'aluk birahmatika lati wasi'at. Now, it's not my word. Imam Ali is saying, Oh Allah, I ask you by your mercy, which have reached to everything. This is saying, everything. Kafir, Muslim, non-Muslim. Everything, he says. Now, who are we to come and try to close the door and say, no, he's not getting in. No, he's going to get in. He... No, right? So the mercy of Allah is that vast to the point we cannot even imagine. Allah, in Tafsir al-Mizan, when he was explaining about Rahman, Rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said the Rahmah of the mercy of Allah has reached to the point on the day of Qiyamah even shaitan is hoping to get the mercy of Allah. <laughs> shaitan, on all what he did, right? As he sees the mercy of Allah is going on and on and on people, it's like, oh, maybe I might get some too. Right? That is how much Allah's mercy is. Right? So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his mercy is so much. You know, sometimes there are people who might not see Islam not because of their fault, it's because of the environment they lived in. Now, if they were to live today, or to be presented Islam the way it is today, Allah knows they may accept Islam. But they never get that opportunity. You think Allah doesn't know that? He doesn't have mercy upon them? Of course He would. The Rahmah of Allah is beyond that. So, yes, reading Fatiha for the soul of people like that, I personally don't see any problem with that. Yes. Had a long day. Yeah. 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 We, we must. We don't want to, but we, 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 we're gonna let you go. 
Thank you. Thank <laughs> 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 you. will be upon us, brother. <laughs> 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 May Allah grant you a restful rest Thank you so much. <laughs> it's a very good opportunity to get to see you again after a while. Inshallah, we see each other more often. Sallu ala Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad. So we get to see you. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, Shaykh. Always, mashallah. Good to see you. Thank you so much. Good to see you too.